Here's a story. Here's a story that I know. Uh, the 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 name of the day of the week Tuesday. Yeah, we've all lived through Tuesdays, so we're all familiar. I think it's named. It's uh, named after a deity in some mythology other called Tiu, which is a different pronunciation to a deity called Tyr. Tyr is from North mythology. I think Tiu must be out of something, some derivation thereof, something like Welsh or something like that, which would kind of make sense because of the way that the sounds sound. Tyr is the god of war in Norse mythology. And apparently the name of Tyr derives from a Proto-Indo-European word. It derives from a, a Proto-Indo-European uh, name of a deity from which the names of a variety of other familiar deities came, such as Jupiter. That is to say, Jupiter. You see, uh, Jupiter, apparently, back in the way back, if you, if you translate it exactly, it means Sky Father, and because of linguistic shift, it, the name Skyfather that was Jupiter in Latin eventually was something else early on, and that early on name translated slowly into becoming Tyr in Germanic languages. So Tyr, god of war. And Jupiter, god of everything, and storms, those guys are the same god way back in the way back. And um, the name Zeus came from the same root. So Zeus, Jupiter, Tyr, all the same. Pantheons are interesting because pantheons res reflect values. I mean, they reflect a lot of things. It's very complex to imagine what pantheons reflect. I have a theory, though, that one of the things that you can judge about a culture from its pantheon is the forces that were considered most powerful... At the times when the pantheons were getting popular. So what we can guess from what we can guess from the fact that the god of lightning is the most important god in the Greek and Roman pantheon is that lightning, i.e. weather was one of the most important things to consider. Considering that the other two uh, 
important deities in the Greek pantheon are Poseidon, the god of the ocean, which makes perfect sense. Greek Greeks worry about the ocean. And Hades, god of the underworld. Kind of makes sense, you know. Weather, ocean, underworld. There you go. Now, the interesting thing about the Norse uh, pantheon, if you are going to consider this, is that Tyr, while extremely important, is not the All-Father anymore. In the Norse pantheon, Tyr is, yes, important, but he is not as important as Odin. I don't actually know the equivalent to Odin in... Greek mythology, I could speculate, but since I don't have any information, I'm not going to speculate. That doesn't seem like a very good use of imagination. Odin is the god of wisdom. So the interesting thing is perceived importance. This is this is what's interesting, right? So in, there's in this one culture, weather is one of the most overruling things to try and appease and mollify and deal with. And in this other culture, wisdom has this exceptional importance, and the weather is less. The weather is just there, and you know, the wisdom to deal with it is more important. I find that fascinating. I finally finished Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. It's only taken me, I don't even know how long. It's a freaking long book, though. If you ever pick it up, I think you'll understand and appreciate exactly why it's taken me a freaking long time to finish it. I enjoyed it. It was one of those books where the the, uh, the experience of reading it and on paper is much different than the experience of like listening to it, for instance. As I listened to it once... Well, lots of times. It's one of those books that I've revisited quite a bit. And uh, I got different things out of it reading it, so I recommend that experience. I started a new book. The book that I started is really, so far I've been enjoying it a lot. I've only read the first 30 pages, though, so I can't comment on it too much. It's called Nine Fox Gambit by Yoon Ha Lee. I think North and South Korean. He's a think. I think he's a South Korean writer. First book in the Machineries of Empire. It's a good name for a series. It's a good name for a book. The art's pretty good on the front. I just think it's it's so far pretty cool. But the I, I can't comment too much on it because I've only read thirty pages. But I can talk about how it deals with perception a little bit. You see. There's this kind of amazing thing that a book can do that a lot of people have experienced. And that is the the thing where you can take on another perspective. It's an option whenever you're picking up a book to, to completely change how your brain works for just a little while. Even though you're not actually changing how your brain works, you get to you get to accept somebody else's way of wiring to make different decisions for just a little while. And I think that's one of the great magical things about books. You can read the same 
story written by several people. Like I've, you know, that's one of the reasons why retellings are great is because the story might be familiar, but the process of the decisions is different. Retellings of fairy tales are fun for this reason. You know, it's like you could tell the same events as happened in Cinderella, but with a view to modern feminism or something like that, or something more interesting, a social social revolution, a workers' revolution, something like that. That would be interesting, and it would be interesting not because you're encountering new events, because you're not, you're familiar with this story already, it's interesting because you're encountering new perspectives, and you have the option to think in new ways, so that's the cool thing about books, it's one of the really great things about books. Me and my girlfriend were sitting around talking about this the other day, and we were talking about how kind of spectacular it is that even if you've read a lot, and even if you've read in just the same genre over and over again, then every now and then, and maybe more frequently than that, you have the option, you have the experience of being exposed to something that you just, you, it just, you couldn't imagine how somebody, somebody could imagine that. Somebody could think in that way. Uh, the example in Nine Fox Gambit here is that they are. It's a book so far where it's the the kind of tech. It's it's science fiction and it's the kind of science fiction where the technology has achieved a level where it's basically magic. Everybody involved knows that it's technology. That's the cool thing. But it's basically magic. It works so. An other world in such an otherworldly fashion, and that's nothing. That that's not new. We've seen that lots of times. The thing that's new about it, right? Is, that is fascinating to me is that the 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 Yoon Ha Lee didn't ever use the word zodiac, but he talked about the calendar a lot, and and he talked about things like keeping your actions in line with uh, with calendrical issues and that the technology wouldn't work if you didn't if you basically if you went against calendar the technology didn't work he talked about that and then you're like ah, oh, yeah superstition but then he demonstrated it happening that if you behaved wrong based on the calendar then the technology would start to falter and fail a little bit it was so interesting because then he brought in the word heretic, and he talked about how a heretic, that the heretic be, being heretical would not only, would not only attract the attention of you know your superiors, but it would also make the technology not work. And since it's a military situation, the books begins in this this battle sequence. The if you are an officer and you behave heretically, then you are risking losing your military edge because if you behave not in line with the calendar and you do things heretically then your technology doesn't work and if your technology doesn't work then you are more vulnerable and you get killed it's very interesting and i've never seen anything quite like that before it was it's i'm looking forward to seeing how it pays off i'm Prepared to be disappointed. It always feels as if this sort of thing is a disappointment. Just not because of any reason aside from that. 
it's just easier not to follow through on stuff. You know, writing a book is already hard enough, and if you insert a complicated idea into it, then delivering on that idea in a satisfying way is about the hardest thing that any writer can do. And the ones that do stand out, they're amazing. And when you find them, follow them. Keep, in, keep tabs on those guys, because those guys are good. Most people don't do that, though. It put me in mind of this other book, and I've talked for long enough, and so I'm going to talk about this other book later. Uh, the other book is one of my favorite books. It's uh, the kind of book where I say that, and then I don't recommend it to people, and I don't talk about it, and I almost and I've never reread it, read it one time, and I still consider it one of my favorite books. It's one of that kind of favorite book, though. Got to be in the right place to reread it. It's called The City in the City by China Mavel, and I will talk about it later because it does some weird stuff in terms of how books work. Uh, and I want to talk extensively about that. So there you go, but that's today. Today's conversation is with the, the idea of perception and putting importance on on what, what, how important things affect your culture and what kind of important things you got to take into consideration and how this book nine fox gambit is uh what's a good way of saying it there it's taking full advantage of the fact that you got to you got to you got to the perception of what's important really affects a culture and an exploration of a culture pulling on like putting on another culture as if it's like a suit or a second skin is one of the great cool things that you can do with a book. And so far, Nine, Nine Fox Gambit is a, a really good example about wearing a completely different culture, living in that culture, living in the whole mindset of it. You get, you get to think completely differently for just a little while. And it's a really good example about how that works. I recommend picking it up. Nine Fox Gambit, Yoon Ha Lee. Continues to be good.